some salmon today with rice. Salmon? Yes. Now, you know, it's funny. I love fish, but I don't care for salmon. Really? That's how, that yeah. helps me lose a lot of weight, actually. I, I heard that salmon is actually good for you, but I mm -hmm. just can't. I don't. I can't like the taste of it. Mm -hmm. it's, an it's yeah. It Spray really is. Blackened seasoning. It tastes good. Mm. Um, maybe that's what I got to do. Season it. Season. Yes, it's really, yeah. really good if you season it. And there's perfect salmon seasoning that you can buy yeah. the store. Perfect. We got a good show tonight. Oh yes, we do. We got a good show. I have to. I have to tell you, Steve, um, that I have to issue a very interesting disclaimer tonight. Okay. Um, I have to do this because when it comes to subjects of religion and social awareness, people, as you well know, people get crazy. Oh, I dealt with one <laughs> earlier today. And a little <laughs> sensitive about it. You know, you can share that story when we go on the air tonight. Okay. <laughs> Amelia, are you, yes. um, you want to, you want to go live? Let's do it. You ready, Pastor? Yeah. I'm ready. Let's, Let's do this thing. Let's do it. <laughs> The following program may contain mature subject matter. Your discretion is advised. The following interviews are for entertainment purposes only and not meant to reflect any conclusion of truth from its guests or hosts. These interviews are for your entertainment and are not meant to merit any social commentary. Thank you. It's 4 o'clock in Los Angeles. It's 6 o'clock in Chicago, Illinois, and it's 7 p.m. here in New York City. Hello, everybody. I'm Angelo Mad Dog DeCipio. It's Thursday night, Amelia, and what does that mean? What's the buzz time? It is indeed what's the buzz time. I'm joined each and every week by the mouth of the South herself, <laughs> Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman. See I tell everybody me? weekly, every week I say the same thing, but I mean it from my heart. I mean this from my heart, Amelia. Mm -hmm. I try to get rid of you and you keep coming back. <laughs> and I tried to ask him for something and he did still hasn't given it to me yet. <laughs> I know. I know. She wants her own show, okay? So let me tell everybody what this woman did. She did this TikTok video. Now, you know, I, people who know me... I hate social media. <laughs> Everybody knows that. I can't stand social media, right? So what does she do? She gets me to make this kooky TikTok video. Oh my goodness! And I'm and I she's like, what am I supposed to do, right? <laughs> so I just I'm sitting here in my studio, and I'm you know looking at the camera, and I'm going, what? What do you want? You know, and I'm doing this stuff. It just makes no sense. Mm -hmm. So doesn't this woman come up with? She, you're laughing. She she. You're laughing. <laughs> she comes up with a comeback for everything I said in my video, right? 
And because she's like a little actress now. She told me today she's an actress. She, 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 how, does you, how did you say it? Developing your acting skills. Oh, honing yeah. your acting skills. And your, your mimicking skills. Oh, we're gonna, yeah. We'll talk about that on another show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even tonight. <laughs> yeah, you see how he's making fun of me, Pastor Steve? Yeah, he needs prayers. Right? He needs prayers. <laughs> so, right? <laughs> Smarty. Um, so what we're going to do is um, we're going to have a really interesting show tonight. Yes. Um, we were supposed to be here Tuesday night. Now, I told everybody on social media why we were not here, but now let me tell everybody via radio, because you didn't have the benefit of hearing what happened. Um, I have with me Pastor Stephen Kwiatkowski. I have known Stephen literally his whole life since he was a li- like a literally like a little boy, maybe like seven years. I think when or before that you were, I think <laughs> when, when I met your mom, you were like six or seven. And then I got to meet the rest of the crew and oh Maroon. We'll talk yeah, about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and that's that's a crew. And so uh Stephen was supposed to be well, he was here actually Tuesday. Mm-hmm. The problem was we had some massive spiritual uh spiritual attack. Yes. Uh the devil hit us hard on Tuesday night, like to the point where I was cussing up a storm. And I got a pretty fluent mouth when it comes to the colorful vernacular. You know, everybody who watches this show knows I let the F-bombs fly pretty freely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, it's interesting because I had a friend request today from a cop who, <laughs> wait a minute, listen to this one. He teaches people the proper vernacular of the word F-U-C-K. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm not, I can't make this up. I tell people every week, forti- you can't make this shit up. You just can't. under carnal knowledge? Um, it actually means, that that is one acronym. By the church, yeah. Yeah, was- it actually means for it. uncommon knowledge. Huh. Yeah. There you go. It means for uncommon knowledge. Yeah, but Along the same lines, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. But tonight we have an interesting show. We are going to discuss two topics tonight that kind of weave into each other. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see how in a moment, because I that's why I have the pastor here. Um, it's funny, I knew him since he was a little kid. Now I call him <laughs> Pastor, right? <laughs> I call him Steve too, but that's right, you know, mm-hmm. but because I respect his position, you know, I call him Pastor. And middle uh, and being middle aged now. I mean, yeah, really bad, I'm so. still older. I'm still <laughs> right. You're only as old as you feel. I, yeah, but I feel great. Let me look at me. I got a little bit of gray. See? Mm-hmm. A little bit of gray. That's right. I'm you know, yeah. Thank God for a little hair product that comes <laughs> from time to time. Hair today, gone tomorrow. Exactly. It was here today, one an hour later, is what it was. <laughs> so, uh, we are going to discuss. Religion versus spirituality. Uh, and that is a topic that's it's a sore topic, Stephen, with a lot of people. Amelia, you have mm-hmm. been that gambit too. Because mm-hmm. you have you don't consider yourself religious. No. But we've talked about this. You consider yourself spiritual. Yes. Because you believe in something 
but you got the whole God thing is like um, a problematic right now. Absolutely. But, but not just with you, but with a lot of people. That's why people aren't going to church anymore. No. Do you know church membership is down almost 90% across the I, world? I know. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Now, there's two ways of looking at that. The scripture says the great falling away would happen in those days. Yeah. And then the other part is that people have been doing evil things in the name of our Lord. Um, mm -hmm. And in fact, I spoke to someone earlier today about that. And I'll share that when, you know, you're ready when we yeah. have time. But, mm -hmm. oh, by the way, before we, that was a good conversation we had, Amelia, on Tuesday. Yes, yes I enjoyed it very much. It opened yeah. my yeah. eyes a lot. That'll be part of what we kind of. Absolutely. You know what? It's it's uh, if you maybe later on, if you guys don't mind, you can share that and maybe inspire some people. Oh, absolutely. You know, you take advantage when God creates an opportunity. I should say this: when the devil creates an opportunity, God takes advantage of it. And God took advantage of a great opportunity tonight for Amelia and Stephen to have a, a great conversation while I was flipping out all over the place. <laughs> Yes, and, we did. Uh, he, um, let us talk. Yours, absolutely. We did. So let me just, because we're all here, let me introduce everybody. This is Amelia the Pitbull Chapman. She is my co-host. Yes. She's been with me all a year now The in January. Mm -hmm. Coming up will be a year. Yes. Oh, what am I going to do to celebrate your year? Should I give you that, finally give you the show <laughs> you want? Yes, what do you think, people? Should he give me that one show? The last time you remember what happened the last time I gave somebody a show, I never seen them again. Oh, I don't, I'm not going anywhere. Are you kidding? You're I, not gave, be together. I gave Dan the man and Benny the bum <laughs> their own wrestling show from oh, no, no, a no. branch off of Wrestling with the Future. Uh uh. That was no. the last I saw Benny and, and Benny the bum and Dan the man. <laughs> Incredible. That's no. okay. Go make yourself happy. Wrestling, fake wrestling. Yeah, no. Let's go. Let's wrestle. Ooh, I'm gonna wrestle. <laughs> the fuck out of it. Get the heck out of here. <laughs> I got a priest sitting next to me. <laughs> no. If you, if you, if you and I were doing our one little show that I wanted to do, you'd be right there with me. Are you kidding? Yeah. I still, I still absolutely. need my teacher. I still need my teacher with me. <laughs> And of course, Pastor Stephen Kwakowski is here. Hello, everybody. This hey, is the, he doesn't have the collar on tonight, no. which is because he just. This is I ran into Steve yesterday. Anita and I ran into Steve at the uh, the supermarket. Christmas he was shopping. Christmas shopping. We gave him a little gift for the church, yeah. and you know, maybe you know help out a little bit. Something stick it in your pocket and you know, hit God the wah wah. <laughs> God bless you guys. It's yeah. Definitely. Oh, bro, you know, look, I got to help the church out. You always um, Well, I try. I, I try. Then Pastor Stephen Kwiatkowski is the pastor. He is the shepherd over Union Protestant Church. It's an Anglican-based church at 22 Naylor Avenue in Clementon, New Jersey. Their phone number, if you need prayer, if you need salvation. Oh, you have a new one. Oh, I'll tell you what. Let me, uh, let's do that. Let's give me the new number. I'll put it right in. 856. Uh-huh. 896-5332. Uh -huh. Everything's rerouted to one number. And Fabulous. So, because if I'm not in the office, everything just goes right. There's the, the new number. number. It's 856-896-5332. Eight, eight, 
And that is the number if you need the pastor to pray for you. If you have a problem you want to talk to him about, he is a vi- as I said to Steve yesterday, Amelia, uh-huh. is, he's on call 24 7. Yeah, more so now than ever because of all the pastors. Le- Just this past, uh, during the pandemic and recently, I've had good friends pass away uh-huh. who were clergy, also retired. Churches folding up left and right. All around yeah. us right here in South Jersey, they're folding up. Yeah. Our 200-year-old building that seats 50, 60 max. You know, you pack it If you little, jam them in there. That's right. <laughs> little country church. It is a cute little church. It really is. Yeah. And God has blessed us and has kept our doors open during some trial and tribulation when all these other parishes are closing. And I truly believe God has kept the doors open because of our love. For we people. are going to do a show, Steve, and I'm going to I'm going to announce it right now for Amelia yes. to put this on the schedule as soon okay. as you can. Okay. We are going to do a show about how Union Church became Union Church mm-hmm. because that's a story in and of itself. Mm-hmm. I'll just give you a little backstory, really, really quick, and then because there's a lot, a lot behind this. I was over Steve's house one day. We're looking at this building across the, the, the lot from where he lives. Mm-hmm. The, the old beat-up house that was falling in on itself. Mm-hmm. An old beat-up place. Nobody was living there. They moved out, right? Come to find out, I said to Steve, I said, we looked at each other. And I said, you know what? That would make a great little church one mm-hmm. day. And it looked just like And it looked-, looked just like a little church. Oh, wow. Come to find out, he did a search of the building, and guess what? What? It was a church at one time. Well, 200 years ago. Is that how many? 200, years, 200 years, ago. years ago, it was a church. Can so you believe that? They just restored that? it. Wow. Yeah, we restored the building. In fact, to the point where it has a crypt underneath it. Under put, the kitchen. Under the kitchen. Well, not the kitchen now. It's the altar, but where the kitchen yeah. is set up. The yeah. The altar, there's a crypt. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And there was the, I think the original pastor was buried there, correct? I th- or do we know that? I don't know that to be a fact, but we did find a picture of the building buried in the dirt. I don't know if I showed you. No, that. you haven't. Oh, that would be so nice you to show. found it buried down in the dirt. Oh, yeah, wow. God's truth. Yeah. I got it. We have to do well, it. That would be so nice we to show. I need you to put air. that on the schedule, Amelia. Put, oh, put absolutely. That, um, yes. Union I, Church. Oh, man, is that a story? That would be so nice. portrait that was buried down in the dirt. It's sitting. Oh, yeah. I don't want to tip the hat, Stephen. We no. don't want to give too much yes. away no, tonight. No, no, no. But I'll tell you what. That's going to be a show. Yeah. Yes. Amelia's um, going to put it on the oh, schedule. Oh, absolutely. And uh, there's tonight the, uh, we have a, a, an equally fascinating couple of topics. Now, <laughs> you know, we've heard, we've all heard people say that, you know, uh, they were non-denominational. Some people describe themselves as devoutly religious. Mm-hmm. Others uh, call themselves spiritual. Um. You'll, you'll often hear somebody who says, uh, oh, I don't believe in religion. I don't believe in church, but I'm spiritual. Yes. And you hear that a lot. A lot. You, especially these days. Um, you also hear people conversely who say, I'm not a spiritual person, but I'm devoutly religious. <laughs> My father was a devoutly religious person. Yes. And very, very Catholic. Yes, I remember. <laughs> and I just Definitely could, remember. you know, and mm-hmm. and I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that my father's in heaven. I know oh, that yes. beyond mm-hmm. the shadow of a doubt. However, 
I don't think he got to heaven being Catholic. I think he got to heaven because God loves him. Amen. That's uh -huh. right. And plus, he is for salvation. That's why I think he got to heaven. Amen. But there are people, Stephen. And let's hit you right because you're you're the guy, you're the go-to guy on this. There are people who swear and be damned mm -hmm. that you will not go to heaven if you are nothing but saved. True or false? Because I found some argument that supports maybe you don't have to be saved. Um and, so, and we'll talk about it, but the, the overwhelming consensus among churches is that you have to be saved in order to go to heaven. Um, that is the consensus. What say you to that? Well, I mean, the scripture supports it. True. As far Absolutely. As, um, I mean, I could give you a verse if you wanted that. or whatever. Yeah, go ahead, please. Please, go ahead. The scripture says, you know, in Romans 10, 9, if thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ, and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For it is with the mouth we confess and the heart we believe. It's not so it's it's if Christ is in our hearts, again, we'll go back to what um Jesus said in, in Luke's gospel when he told right. the Pharisees, you know, yeah, Jesus told them, Look no further, the kingdom of God is within. Exactly it's within our heart. And if we believe in Jesus Christ in our hearts and confess him as savior. Yeah. Um, scripture says we will be saved. Does does that mean we can lose salvation? I mean, because right. people's that the, the point of the thing is, is that scripture says when we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as our savior, we'll be saved, but we still must repent. There's that's I think that's that this is where I want to go. And I'm thank you for saying that. Because mm -hmm. here's where I want to go with this. Yeah, you heard me say that there are again now you know there is this newfound information we're, we're getting we know what the bible says but the bible i should and i have to say this in your presence and you know this the bible is not a complete book there are books missing from the bible we know this the uh the council of nicaea uh prince constantine um, uh, uh, pope constantine i'm sorry chose X number of books to constitute the Bible, 66 books, correct? The Catholic Church uses an apocryphal Bible. It has the original 66 plus the so-called lost books of the Bible, which are also Gospels, Gnostic Gospels. Yeah. Do they count? Well, as far as you're talking about the Book of Wisdom, the Book of Tobit, sure. the Maccabees, and all Absolutely, and sure, the apocryphal books. And I think the, the question would, would be raised, I mean, well, not the question more so, but the answer why in the Protestant realm of things, why they would have been removed, mm -hmm. because they weren't irrelevant to the salvation. Right. Know, to salvation, you know, Um as you know, we have canons in the church, which are lawmakers. And if something didn't yeah. pass the canons within the Protestant realm during the Reformation, you know, it's not that we don't have it, because in, as Anglicans, we do have it, but it's not necessarily. There's Anglican churches that don't use it, but still right. have it. Right. Now, if you talk to a Baptist or, you know, or maybe even, I a don't know. Methodist. A Methodist. Methodist that's good. Yeah. You know, it. They they might have that as an option for reading, but 
it's irrelevant when it comes to. I was a Methodist when I lived in Tennessee. Yeah, I remember you were saying that. Yep, yeah. I was, and I will tell you something. The only difference between the Methodist and the Baptist is how much alcohol they consume on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Or I'll how much you can up. dance compared you cannot um, dance in Baptist. I want to read something to you guys. You all have this paper in front of you. Mm -hmm. uh, you may have heard or even used the terms religious and spirituality interchangeably. But while they aren't diametrically op opposed or opposites, neither are they the same. Let's learn how to tell the difference between religion and spirituality. For thousands of years, humanity has passionately pursued truth with a capital T, the God truth. Mm -hmm. The ultimate answers to life and the universe. This perennial knowledge constitutes the answers to what are often called the soul questions. For example, we ask questions like, who am I? Where do, you know, what, where do I come from? What, what do I want? What is my purpose in life? What's the meaning of life? These are questions we've all asked ourselves. We've said them privately and we've asked them out loud. Mm -hmm. Historically, from the perspective of the soul, there have been two fundamental routes to discover truth, religion and spirituality. Although they have many similarities and there is a relationship between the two, absolutely a connection between religion and spirituality. There are also differences, big and vast differences between religion and spirituality. Now, here are some definitions, Pastor Steve. Let me throw these out at you. Sure. Religion, by definition, is a personal set or institutionalized system of religious attitudes, beliefs, practices, the service and worship of God or the supernatural. Mm -hmm. Spirituality is often defined as, on the other hand, connotes experience or connection to something larger than you, living everyday life in a reverent or sacred manner. Or as Dr. Christina Pacholsky says, spirituality is the aspect of humanity that refers to the way individuals seek and express meaning and purpose and the way they experience their connectedness to the moment, mm -hmm. to self, to others, to nature, and to the significant or sacred. Now, as I understand religion, isn't that what I just read? You know, they both, religion and spiritual, they have to go hand in hand. They absolutely I mean, you do. You can't have one without the other. I mean, and that that's funny how you said that. Um, because, okay, institutionalized. Um, yes. Now, think about this part. When it comes to religions, let's just say you have Islam, you have Buddhism, and then you have Christianity, you have Judaism. Okay, so... We're labeling them as religions, quote unquote. Right. Mm -hmm. So a religion is a structure format, right? right? When we say Christianity, we have made it into a quote unquote religion. Yeah. Check it out. Jesus never intended for us to have a religion. Thank you. Can I tell you, you just, you just set the tone for the whole night. 
Yes. He said, I, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I want to show you Just something. Him, he's God in the flesh. Talk about spiritually divine and being led by the spirit. Pastor Steve opened his mouth and look what I got ready to go. Mm -hmm. Take a look at your screen, folks. Take a look at your screen and watch this. What if I told you Jesus came to abolish religion? What if I told you voting Republican really wasn't his mission? What if I told you Republican doesn't automatically mean Christian and just because you call some people blind doesn't automatically give you vision? I mean, if religion is so great, why has it started so many wars? Why does it build huge churches but fails to feed the poor? Tell single moms God doesn't love them if they've ever had a divorce, but in the Old Testament, God actually calls religious people whores. Religion might preach grace, but another thing they practice, tend to ridicule God's people, they did it to John the Baptist. They can't fix their problems and so they just mask it, not realizing religion's like spraying perfume on a casket. See, the problem with religion is it never gets to the core. It's just behavior modification like a long list of chores. Like, let's dress up the outside, make it look nice and neat. But it's funny, that's what they used to do to mummies while the corpse rots underneath. Now I ain't judging, I'm just saying, quit putting on a fake look. Because there's a problem if people only know that you're a Christian by your Facebook. I mean, in every other aspect of life, you know that logic's unworthy. It's like saying you play for the Lakers just because you bought a jersey. See, this was me too, but no one seemed to be on to me. Acting like a church kid while addicted to pornography. See, on Sunday I'd go to church, but Saturday getting faded, acting if I was simply created to just have sex and get wasted. See, I spent my whole life building this facade of neatness, but now that I know Jesus, I boast in my weakness. Because if grace is water, then the church should be an ocean. It's not a museum for good people, it's a hospital for the broken. Which means I don't have to hide my failure, I don't have to hide my sin. Because it doesn't depend on me, it depends on Him. See, because when I was God's enemy, and certainly not a fan, He looked down and said, I want that man. Which is why Jesus hated religion, and for it he called them fools. Don't you see so much better than just following some rules? Now let me clarify. I love the church, I love the Bible, and yes, I believe in sin. But if Jesus came to your church, would they actually let him in? See, remember he was called a glutton and a drunkard by religious men. But the Son of God never supports self-righteousness, not now, not then. Now back to the point, one thing is vital to mention how Jesus and religion are on opposite spectrums. See, one's the work of God, but one's a man-made invention. See, one is the cure, but the other's the infection. See, because religion says do, Jesus says done. Religion says slave, Jesus says son. Religion puts you in bondage, while Jesus sets you free. Religion makes you blind, but Jesus makes you see. And that's why religion and Jesus are two different clans. Religion is man searching for God, Christianity is God searching for man. Which is why salvation is freely mine, and forgiveness is my own. Not based on my merits, but Jesus' obedience alone. Because he took the crown of thorns and the blood dripped down his face. He took what we all deserve. I guess that's why you call it grace. And while being murdered, he yelled, Father forgive them, they know not what they do. Because when he was dangling on that cross, he was thinking of you. And he absorbed all your sin and he buried it in the tomb, which is why I'm kneeling at the cross saying, come on, there's room. 
So for religion, no, I hate it. In fact, I literally resent it. Because when Jesus said, it is finished, I believe he meant it. That's some powerful stuff. That's what I was going to exactly say. Very, very powerful. That is some powerful stuff. Now, Pastor Steve, let's get into this here. Um, the um, the question at hand. I want everybody to take a look at this here. Religion versus the spiritual. Okay. Um, we, and we've just talked about that. It's not religion. It's a relationship. Amen. So talk to me about. Why people, especially now in 2022, find it so difficult to have that relationship? Why are people looking for, by the way, just so you guys know, and I can't even make this up. The new age gurus and shamans and fortune tellers and yes, psychics, people like that are in plentiful supply and plentiful demand, okay? But you won't find people asking for a priest, a rabbi, a pastor, a church. It seems like everyone is throwing all their eggs, pastor, into the new age basket, if you will. What we're seeing now... I mean, there, there's a couple things against us. I mean, mm-hmm. well, it's nothing's against us. It's God is, if God is for us, who can be against us? Exactly. Right? Sure. Says that, but I'm saying, as far as the great falling away of the church, our Lord said that the end shall not come yeah. unless there be a great falling away first. Yeah. We also see the signs of the Euphrates River drying up in Revelation 16. I mean, yes, th- these signs are here. Yeah. And there's oh, yeah. never been anything like this in history ever. Of yeah. this type of falling away. And there's a couple things here. Wherever man is, there's going to be error. That's one. Yeah. Um, and you've had clergy over the years that have jumped into being clergy because mm-hmm. they're hiding from something. And oh uh, yeah. You know, oh, this man. is why you see the scandals, and, and it's <laughs> oh, not man. just in one denomination, it's been in several denominations. We can't single one out, not the other. Mm-hmm. Um and I do believe, too, is that we have a habit. I mean, and I'm going to take accountability here, too. The church sometimes, a lot of times, has a habit of keeping God in a box. And he's just so much bigger than what we yeah. could even um, fathom. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus said, you know, the kingdom of God is within. What does that mean for us? We should still gather. You know, the Lord sure. told us to assemble. Um but the thing is, the worst thing is that people are dealing with a time of spiritual distraction, too. Yeah, big and time. We see that in the media. Um, oh, boy. And okay. everything, if everything feels good, all of a sudden it's good, right? Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. Feeling good. Right. Mm-hmm. Since when does feeling have anything to do with spirit? When? Right, exactly right. And people tell me, oh, no, you're wrong. You, you don't understand. You have to feel it in order to process it. Bullshit. Right. And if it, convicts, Bullshit. if it convicts you, it's doing its job. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear about conviction. You, you know you know how I am. You're the same way. Yeah. I'm a spiritual warrior. Yes. Right. I will drop an F-bomb in a church in a heartbeat. 
to get my point across. But God gave us that word. Okay? Mm -hmm. Understand that. God gave us that word. So, and I make full use of it. Trust me when I tell you. <laughs> he I does. Full use of it. <laughs> and, and I do it sometimes for shock, but I do it largely to make a point. Because some people don't respond unless you get in their grill with like some, with, with um, what the word I'm going to use is um, religious indignation or Christian <laughs> indignation. You have to get righteous with them, you know, and I will not hesitate to get righteous in somebody's face. And you know that because I've done it Absolutely. Um, at your church. <laughs> <laughs> or Tuesday night. I think that had to happen for me and Pastor Steve to talk. That was called <laughs> righteously indignant. Absolutely. Yeah, it was. <laughs> night. Yes. sure was. Yes. Let's take a look at this. We got a couple of things we're going to talk about here. Talking about religion and spirituality. Let's define, let's talk about, you're going to see several, and I want people listening to understand what we're saying. Because we have a large listening audience on radio. Mm -hmm. But we have a lot of people who watch us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Vimeo, all over the place. And we are going to define spirituality in several different ways tonight. This is one of them. And we are going to define religion or uh, religiosity in several different ways tonight. And this is one of them. So defining spirituality is this author defines spirituality as not a set of defined beliefs. It's a focus on your human spirit and soul. It's not about the way you look or the health of your physical body. What that has to do with spirituality, I have no, no idea. No idea. I don't no. say I'm lost there. <laughs> Defining religion is a belief system that's clearly defined, including what you should believe, why and how to do so. It may have a specific God or numerous gods. I just thought there was one God. It may include worship, teaching, theology, and strong belief systems. Okay. That I can accept defining religion. The whole spirituality definition, I got a problem with that. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I'm, I'm well, gonna... fear not, Pastor, because I got some more definitions for you. Watch this stuff. Because <laughs> we got, again, you ask somebody to define right. religion and spirituality, you're going to get all kinds of answers. Rel here, religion is the belief in someone else's experience. That's mm -hmm. how one defines it. Spirituality is having your own experience. And that's right there. They're all yes. the there because it's all yeah. your own experience. Right? Even our Lord said to work out one's salvation with fear and trembling. It's a personal Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, you mentioned something important, and we're going to talk about that word, fear. Yes. We're going to talk about that. Religion is concerned with faith and the claims of one faith tradition or another, an aspect of which is the acceptance of some form of heaven or nirvana. Connected to this are religious, pre, uh, religious teachings or, you know, um, theology, teach, uh, dogma, rituals, and prayer. Now, the Catholic-oriented churches like the Anglicans, uh, they are... 
well, they're a, a Protestant church, they're not Catholic, but they have the same premise. They all branch from the same. They ha- they are steeped in traditions, and I respect the traditions, but I don't often like the traditions because they are as old as the churches are. And that's the problem I have. And that's why, I, honestly, and I'll confess on the air, that's why I've stayed away from your church for so long. Because I don't like, I, I don't like the idea of 300-year-old or 500-year-old or 1,500-year-old teachings that are no longer relevant today. It's a different world, and the, and the way we learn and assimilate God into our lives has to change with it. It has to be different. Right. Now, it has to be. Right. And the problem is the Catholic Church is keeping, I believe, and it starts with the head church. The Catholics are the biggest. They're also the, the wealthiest. The Catholic Church sets the tone. And every other church, Protestant or not, follows what the Catholic Church does because that's the mothership. Mm-hmm. Okay, if the Pope says it, that's the way it's got to be. Right. Even if the if, even if your church doesn't worship the Pope. Yeah. Well, no, we we take we don't believe him to be any more than a mere prince. I mean, Henry the Eighth said it mm-hmm. to that degree. I mean, when the well, he's a he's a, a, a figurehead. Yeah, he's a and, figurehead. And you know, they some would refer to him as the Holy Father. I mean, he's he's the Bishop of Rome. I mean, yeah. he's just like we have the Archbishop of Canterbury. I yeah, mean, we need to talk. We're going to talk about that later too when we when we start talking about Jesus and Mary, because we're going to talk about the Pope a little bit too. Yeah. Well, um, spirituality is concerned with those qualities of the human spirit, such as love, and compassion, and patience, tolerance, forgiveness, contentment a sense of responsibility, a sense of wholeness and harmony, which bring happiness to both self and others. Now, uh, of these two, if I'm if I don't know anything, if I'm stupid and I don't know anything, if I'm looking at that, guess what? I'm going with number 2 hands down, baby. I'm going with Spirituality, me too. Amelia, tell everybody and I'm going to ask you confession time now. Mm-hmm. Uh tell everybody, let me just I want to bring you up here. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Let me just, uh, I want to just bring you up here for a minute. Tell everybody why you stayed away from church for so long. Well, basically because the Lateran church that I was going to, um, they were teaching us, of course, the King James Bible. We were going to church all the time, going to the meetings and, oh, you know, we're, we're going to go ahead and do this for people. Let's go ahead and, uh, you know, pastor's wife. Oh, it's her birthday. You know, I bought her a beautiful Corvette. Isn't it beautiful? I had a million dollars I made this week and you know, it's her birthday and let's go ahead and donate money to her. What church are you going to where the pastor's making a million dollars in a week? Uh, he had his own uh, oil, uh, field, uh, business. Can you believe that in Texas? I believe it. And um, in, in, in Texas, I believe it. You know why? Because Kenneth Copeland's from Texas, yes. and he's a swine. Yeah, he lived in Midland, and uh, he lived not too far from where he lived at. Incredible. And he would brag every time. And, oh, get this. All of a sudden, this homeless guy was there to visiting the church. And, 
oh, I'm going to go ahead and give my money that I made of $500. Can you believe that? They raised that much. And come to find out he wasn't homeless. And the church was named Ladder Rain Church. heard stories like that before? Yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Ladder Rain Church was the name of the church. Oh, oh, yeah. Robert Tilton was famous for that shit. Mm -hmm. Let's take a look at this. Amazing. That's just remarkable, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at it. We're going to take this is the one that gets me. Yes. And this is, I think this is pretty clear cut. Yes. Religion is believing in someone else's experience. Spirituality is having your own. And that's, that's spot on. Yes, it is. Religion okay. is based on fear. Mm-hmm. Remember, I said you used that word fear, fear yeah. and trembling. Okay. How many times have you heard the preacher say, or he'll, he'll hold up, a Bible. Mm-hmm. By the way, I happen. This is my favorite book. It's called the Book of Common Prayer. That's your yeah. Anglican Book of Common Prayer. That's my book. See, sure. you mm-hmm. still you still use your prayer book. I use my prayer. Yes, See? I do. Good. That's I never good. said I didn't. Good. <laughs> I, I just I, I fight all the time. Let's put it that way. I, <laughs> I fight all the time. I, I do have a King James Bible too, so I no. still have it. I gave. I actually gave my daughter my Bible. My mm-hmm. daughter does Bible study here at the house. Her and her awesome. her girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, we're gonna talk about that too. But this Bible here, if I am, I've been to, to church. I lived in Tennessee for a long time. I've been mm-hmm. to church where the preacher will will swing this Bible yes. around, and you know he's, he's talking about you know um, thunder and lightning, mm-hmm. and you know yes. uh, brimstone and fire and <laughs> You know, it's just preaching, you know, where mm-hmm. flames are coming out of his mouth, right? Yes. And and that doesn't impress me, not one no. bit. Okay. No. He talks about the fear of God. Let this book put the fear of God into you. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to be part of any God I have to fear. I want to be part of a God that I can love. Mm-hmm. And, and if I have a problem, I can go to. And if I have a question, I can ask him. Right. Okay. That's the problem I have with this whole fear thing, because they're absolutely right, Steve. Religion is absolutely based on fear. Uh-huh. Spirituality is based on freedom, the freedom to choose or the freedom not right. to. I think that verse where it says to work out one's salvation with fear, it means in that regard, Yes, God is our heavenly Father, but first and foremost, I mean, just like a parent, when we need correction, they give us God gives us correction. Mm-hmm. So, in that regard, that's in loving Him. But first and foremost, He displays His love through Jesus. And just like I talk to you uh-huh. or Angelo, uh-huh. talk to God the same way. Yes, He listens to our hearts, and that is where He showed that that love through Jesus. You know, He's not a tyrant. Uh-uh. As that's the word as some preachers have made him to be. He's not. Right. God is approachable. He knew us before we were formed in our mother's Here's a, it's something that ties exa- right into what you just said. Uh-huh. Right into what you just said. Religion is for people afraid of going to hell. Yes. Right. There we go. Here we go. That's right. Spirituality uh-huh. is for people who have already been there. Yes, that's the one Think that... about that. Spirituality is for people who have already been to hell and back. Mm-hmm. Okay, religion. God is outside you. Spirituality. Yeah. God is within, within you. you. Mm-hmm. 
Jesus said in Luke. So why are we using the word religion at all? Well, what we need to be using, it should be, you know, believe on the Lord Jesus. In your heart, acknowledge And, and what is and, and you just defined your words right here live with about 500,000 people listening. Yes. Your words just now said that's spiritual, not mm -hmm. religious. Spiritual. I mean that's what and 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 because and Jesus, that's a priest telling you yes okay well, the church still is there for us to gather right and, and he fellowship fellowship it's important so we that's the one thing pastor steve that i i have a problem with is that spirituality talks about all these good things and they are good things and every one of them are on point but the one thing i have not heard yet is uh, and akin to fellowship. Right. You said it yourself. Strength comes in numbers. And I, I've been, mm -hmm. I believe that for years. I still believe it. And our Lord told us when two or more are gathered in my name, I'll be in their midst because you know why? We keep each other accountable. Mm -hmm. We build each other up. Sometimes so, that church, it's only been a couple of people. It's only been two of us, maybe. Years ago, yeah. We're down right now. Since the pandemic, the church attendance is down low. We're like 22 people. I remember, now. Steve, when you had 30, 40 people in your living room. We did. And he's not. He mm -hmm. had, you know, he had like, wow. Anita, Anita can tell you, we were there. Mm -hmm. Me, my wife, my daughter go to church, right? Yes. In Before the church was even finished, before it, yeah, was, it was ready. Fixed, yeah. yeah, it was, they were, we were fixing it up, right? Mm -hmm. I say we. The pastor was six in there. <laughs> he spent the money on it. <laughs> All you guys helped with that, though. We, we, yeah, we helped. Yeah, with that. of course, yes. Um, but here's the but, thing, though: the, the church is not a building; it's where you are it's with the God. People, and, mm -hmm. yeah, and that's the it's, people. It's, it's where you gather and talk about God. Yes, we used to cram into his living room to where we had to open the windows to get air. <laughs> you know, I'm not even kidding. Right. I'm not even kidding. And then there was a point we were at the Pine Hill building on Erie mm -hmm. Road, which then closed down. Mm. We were trying to merge parishes at that point, too. But that went, that closed down. Here's my favorite one. Listen to this, Pastor Steve. Sure. Religion is like being stuck in a fishbowl yes. with only limited things to explore. Spirituality is like having the entire ocean to explore without uh, limits that was the one that i circled too that was my favorite yeah. out of that, i love that one, that one. Mm -hmm. i love that one that was one of my favorite talk to people steve about why it's so easy to get frustrated with with contemporary religious theology the problem is is that now i consider myself a calvinistic christian as you you're well I am absolutely. I'll not deny it. We believe in predestination. Absolutely. Because guess what? God's will. I mean, we think we have free will, but you really God don't. Is, you never have free you will. Never really have free will. Uh -uh. No. He makes you think that whole idea of free will is bullshit. Exactly right. It's it it, right. it, it, it really is. is. If okay. the uh, if you if you have true free will, mm -hmm. then your decision should be your decision. And you should not be judged for it, nor should you be held accountable for it. No. Here's the problem, though. You don't have free will, so you are accountable. <laughs> <laughs> when God says to you, 
I'm giving you free will. What he's really saying is, I'm giving you the choice to screw up or not. Don't mm-hmm. make the wrong decision. Well, you know what happens? <laughs> when we up and we start getting frazzled, where do we go running back to? Right? God. God. Will God. Supersede. Yes. His will will always supersede. It's a delusion where we think yeah. we have free will mm-hmm. because... You can run, but you can't hide. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. it didn't work out for you. I but have had that argument for right. years. Sovereign. I mean, that's what God does. He, mm-hmm. We know it's better. The grass isn't greener on the no. other side. We know. I have had that it's argument not. for years with people. Mm-hmm. One of the things, that it's the, on the last page of the first set that I gave you. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I'll go for it. I was. I want to add something in. Well, Absolutely, religions. This is the last one on uh, on religion versus uh, spirituality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Religions are most often based on the lives, teachings, and beliefs of a historical or archetypal figure. For example, Christ, Buddha, Moses, Krishna, Muhammad. Right. Mm-hmm. The details of their lives, as holy or mighty. Evolved beings have been carried to us across the mist of time through all kinds of tradition and written scripture and even handed down stories. For example, I'll give you a perfect example, the Holy Bible. None of the people who wrote the Bible were alive to write the Bible. It was all translated from text. It was William Tyndall. Yeah, it was all translated from text. Mm -hmm. John and Matthew and Paul and and Peter and Jesus, none of them were around. No. They were long dead. Well, Jesus came back, of course. Mm -hmm. But the point is, these texts survived, not the people. No. So it was up to other people to take this rolled up text that was looked yeah. basically papyrus and to translate it into you know the dead mm-hmm. sea scrolls essentially mm-hmm. right yes among among you know other things but the parchment and the stone that they found in in yeah, the stone and parchment mm-hmm. that they found a lot of stones survived too mm-hmm. a lot of stones survived starting to find out a lot now i think our lord in, in these days is revealing a lot it, he absolutely us. is, and I want to tell you why. You know, I, I believe I know why. Because, and, and Amelia will tell you, and the people who watch the show will tell you. I, one of my favorite expressions, mm-hmm. and it's, in fact, it's one of the, the slogans on our show, is very simple. Everything hidden in darkness will be revealed by the light. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my favorite things to say. You can hide it, but you can't hide it forever. No. You can hide it for a season, but you can't hide it forever. One of the problems with churches, religions, and I'll say I won't say churches, I'll say religions, is that many religions are associated with very large, very powerful churches. I'll give you an example. Uh, the Muslim faith, it has a very large, powerful congregation. The Roman Catholics are the are the single largest mm-hmm. in in the universe. Okay, um, you've got the fundamentalists, the Baptists. You've got the Methodists, um, 
Jehovah's the Witness, Presbyterians, uh, um, uh, Protestants, the, um, all uh, many various uh, mm -hmm. levels of but Protestant it's a, church. It's mm -hmm. a conglomeration of denominations, but, but it's all the same. Yeah, right. but the problem with that is that if you get a newbie comes mm -hmm. along and doesn't know. You could screw their head up and heart and spirit very, right. very quickly. This is why it's so important to teach the Bible. Teach mm -hmm. the Bible. You know, don't, mm -hmm. no matter what tradition, like in our tradition, in our denomination, um, we have a reverence for the Lord's Supper, which is we should. I mean, that's right. very biblical. Mm -hmm. um, we genuflect. You don't have to. That's a personal decision. You can mm -hmm. make the sign. It's whatever, how God moves you. Whatever yeah. we do are outward expressions of inward and spiritual grace. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I don't like that whole, and I'll be honest with you, I, I don't like the whole tradition of genuflecting and getting up and down. You don't have to, no. Because, no. First of all, I, I, I think it's, it's passe. Yes. I think it's way, way old school. Mm -hmm. um, I won't, I don't, I won't do it. Well, that's the beauty of the Anglican Church. You know, we don't require it. It's your personal yeah. choice. The Catholic mm -hmm. Church, you know, it's part of their. It's part of the uh, of the the mass. You have to kneel. It's part of their mass. Right. You have now, to kneel a it's, lot. It's in your heart to do that, but is that mm -hmm. is that relevant for your salvation? It's whatever God puts on your heart. It's individual. There are it's people individual. who will say, though, Pastor Steve. Yeah. That you're when you're on your knees is that that's when you're your strongest. Well, I'll tell you though, I and I get that. Yeah, sure. You know, I've been, I, I've been to those points. I I get that, but what's the real reason we get on our knees? Why? I think it's because I mean it's just like that verse with John mm -hmm. the Baptist and Jesus, right? When John the Baptist said, "I am not the Christ; I must decrease; God must increase," and we realize that. Yeah, and I, mm -hmm. I think subconsciously we realize that God is so big, so mighty. We know that, he, and we're just in awe of Him. We know He's our Dad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and I mean that's just for me is what I'm saying. So I'd make a great preacher. I've I've believed it my whole <laughs> life. I'd make a great preacher. But the problem is, I would be like the preacher. I'll give you a perfect example of who I am. I would be like the preacher in the movie The Poseidon Adventure. Oh, really? Remember Gene Hackman. I remember Gene Hackman. Yeah, he's a character. Okay, he's still alive too, by the way. Mm -hmm. He's in his ninety-five years old. Gene Hackman oh. played a priest on the fringe that was like raising his fist to God and got angry with God, and that's the kind of preacher I would be, because I think God respects the fact that you're pissed off enough to talk to him. God wants transparency. He doesn't want, and that's transparent. You don't get any more transparent than that, brother. And I think, <laughs> and here's, and here's what it barrels down to. I think, I think on this subject, mm -hmm. the more we can be real. See, religious people are the first ones to condemn somebody else. Mm -hmm. Exactly. People mm -hmm. who are truly born again in Christ, they have love. A pure love that casts out all fear, and isn't that what what our you know our Lord told us that that would happen? They will know us by our love, right? And it's true. It's um, 
Faith without works is dead. And the true yeah. work is, mm -hmm. is the love. I love the that. book of James. That's my favorite yes. book. You know, I have had, Stephen, you were there. You witnessed it. Tell the world, did I or did I not have a heated debate with somebody over faith without works is dead? That was Tom. That was, yes. that was like 10 years ago. Yeah, it was 10 years ago. Wow. And I haven't been back to the church in nine, okay? Mm. What does that tell you? Well, yeah, well, from time, <laughs> yeah, from time, but not not steadily though. No, we are now going to hit a very, and I want to tell people I have to do this. Uh, we are going to hit a very very sore topic. Yes. So yeah, why we're doing? So I want people. I want people to just bear with me. Um, I do have to do this. I am required by law to do this. So this way, you know, if you get pissed, you have a heads up. Okay. So here we are. Where are we at? Where's my, oh, here it is. It's, it's coming. Sorry, folks. We're a little delay here. <laughs> a seven second delay. Here we go. Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. Here we go. Now you've had your legal disclaimer. Now, I have to do this. We are going to discuss the second half of our subject tonight. <laughs> Was mad, Jesus married? <laughs> now, this is going to be a little sore topic for a lot of people. Amelia. Yes. Um, you read some information I gave you. I'm going to bring mm -hmm. you into this here. Mm -hmm. Um, because the pastor and I are going to get probably get into it tonight. <laughs> uh oh, oh no, 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 I'm not there. I love this kid. I love you too. You know that. Um, what do you think for just from what you read? Would you say that was it? Let me ask you this because I know you're not a deeply theological person. Could Jesus have been married? I don't based on what why. you read. I don't see why not because I mean, uh, he was a man. He was just like any ordinary man. He would have had feelings. He would have had sexual thoughts. And I said sexual thoughts. And okay. I've said that too. Mm -hmm. I've said if God sent Jesus down, if God came to earth in the form of a man and chose Jesus to be in, because Jesus didn't say God sent him. He said, I am God. When when Herod asked him, are you God? And he said, I am. Remember that? Well, that was before, yeah, he said before he, Abraham, I am. You know? I am. That's what mm -hmm. he said. He also yes. said, I and the Father are one. Okay, um, there you go. And then, I mean, and Genesis says, let us make man in our image. In our image. So he, he was, was there from the beginning. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, we're all mm -hmm. together in one. Okay, um, so you just confirmed then that Jesus was a human being, God in the form of a, of a man. Correct. Mm -hmm. If that is true, and we believe it to be true, we have no, absolutely no reason to disprove it. In fact, we actually can, now with science, we can actually physically prove absolutely. that Jesus yes. lived and was real and was a, a human being. Yes. That's why he was son of God and son of man. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about that right now. Here is the thing. 
if he was truly man and truly God, then he would have had feelings, emotions, yes, sexual desire, the desire to marry, the desire to have children. Um, he would have had a temper. He would have had. He had one. Yeah, uh, he, had yeah he had a temper. Yes. He would have had all kinds of human sensibilities that we all have. And I believe he did. Yes. Um, and he got cut, he bled. That is the question. Mm-hmm. That's the question. So let us pick up your paper, Stephen. Follow with me. Something interesting happened, folks. Um, 2014, I believe. Um, this, this I believe. question here was Jesus married? This one, yep, was Jesus married? Because okay. the second one says, says Jesus was married. One asked a question, the other one's a statement. I see, okay, and we're going to talk about them both. Um, you got, I have to give both sides of the coin here, so that's why mm-hmm. the sure, that's a debate, it's a debate. The question was, is Jesus married? An ancient manuscript in the vaults of the British Library is all set to change history. Jesus married the prostitute Mary Magdalene. Let me correct everybody right now. There is absolutely no biblical proof whatsoever anywhere in the Bible That's right. that Jesus That's right. and that Mary Magdalene was a prostitute. She right. was, in fact, not. In fact, there is every evidence to support the notion that Mary Magdalene was the opposite. She was quite well-to-do. Mm-hmm. Okay? There is evidence to prove that Mary came from a wealthy family. So let's talk about that for a bit. Yeah, then it's in the Bible, too. You can check. We can we do a whole show on it if you'd like. Mary Ma- uh, that Jesus married Mary Magdalene and had children. According to a manuscript almost 1,500 years old, unearthed at the British Library, the so-called Lost Gospel of Mary, which has been translated from Aramaic, allegedly reveals the starting new allegations according to the Sunday Times. Professor Barry Wilson and writer, and by the way, this guy, Simka Yakupovich, he is also a television host. He does a show called The Naked Archaeologist. Hmm. Okay. Spent months translating these texts. That's his specialty, is hieroglyphic and, uh, and um, papyrus translation. Oh, okay. That's what he does. He reads like the uh, cave... Oh, okay. That's what I was going to ask you what they were. <laughs> yeah, and he reads the the parchment and um, the papyrus uh, writings from the, for example, from the Dead Sea Scrolls. Okay. Uh, from the old manuscripts, the old uh, the old testimonials. Mm-hmm. Um, the so-called lost gospel, which has been translated from Aramaic, allegedly reveals starting new allegations, according to the Sunday Times. Professor and Simka spent much months translating the text which they state Jesus had two children and the original listen to this one pastor you're going to have something to say about this he had two children and that the original virgin Mary was Jesus's wife not his mother they claim 
that Mary was not Mary the mother of Jesus was not a virgin. Mary Magdalene was the virgin. They claim based on this text. And that's what it says. Now, the archaeological evidence for Jesus' marriage was a small papyrus fragment made public in 2013 by Harvard Divinity School. Um, she bases the following. Um, the Gospel of Jesus' wife contains eight incomplete lines of text, two which read, Jesus, sent, Jesus said to them, my wife, she is able to be my disciple. Although, um, what's her name? Although Karen King admitted that the fragment did not prove that Jesus would marry. She said that it showed early Christians thought he was. And that's where we're going to go with this. The earliest Christians all believed that Jesus was married because it would have been highly, highly unlikely that a 30-plus-year-old man at that time in history would have been a virgin, let alone not been married. Now, I want everybody to take a look at this. Pastor, take a look at this piece of interesting papyrus. Oh, yes. Um, we're going to take a look at this in depth. I want everybody who cannot read this, I'm going to translate this parchment. It says, these are the eight lines that, that the doctor... Karen, that Dr. Karen uh, King dubbed as the lost gospel of Jesus' wife. She said it contains eight lines. Here they are. They are incomplete lines. Not to me, period. My mother gave to me, period. The disciples said to Jesus, deny her. Mary is worthy of Mary is worthy of it, Jesus said to them, my wife, one who will be able to be my disciple, let wicked people swell up against me. As for me, I will dwell with her in order to, to present an honorable image. I will dwell with her in order to present an honorable image. That's what it says. That is the exact writing you are looking at right now. Now, let us remember what we just said, because I can go back to it. Here's what's next. I want you just to take a look at this. What you're looking at right now is not a full picture. I was not allowed by copyright to take to, to photograph the whole picture, but they said I can have the top half of it. This is a depiction of Mary and Jesus. What you cannot see in that picture is that they are holding hands like this, about mid waist. Okay, watch this. These are all pictures. Is she pregnant in that picture? Was she pregnant? Yes, watch. Okay. You are watching 
some of these stained glass windows are thousands of years old. That's Jesus. That's Mary the Magdalene. And, and that's another thing, preacher, I want you to talk about. Why do some refer to her as Mary Magdalene and some call her Mary the Magdalene? Why? I guess it's just preference. I mean, I've never understood okay. that myself. Yeah, but and, and that's what well, they, she was they where she was from. I mean, that's okay. Her, her region. Okay, from oh, the region, okay. Magdalene. True. Okay. For example, Jesus was, and I don't understand this too. They call him Jesus of Nazareth. Well, he mm -hmm. was well. But he wasn't born in Nazareth. No. He was no, born no, no, in Bethlehem. Right, but but he came. He basically that's where he was. He was raised in right, in Nazareth. Right, okay. Right. And, and Nazareth, okay. we can compare to like Camden, if you want to. If you want to. <laughs> no, 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 really. But it's just like it was a ghetto. It was not a yeah. Real, it wasn't a real like ritzy place. It was, and for someone to be such a king of high stature, uh -huh. you know, it would be like okay, I'm from Clementon here, right? Clementon, uh -huh. New Jersey, and you can compare that to Haddonfield. What you know, but not really. I mean, let's go back yeah. to Camden or the worst parts of New York or Philly. Okay, not, I'm not dissing anybody. By yeah, but you know, you're just saying, hey, look, here's a Kai King. Yeah, you would think he would be born in the best of places, but oh, sure, born in a lowly place. And well, a lowly place. You know, Kai. look, um, some of the most adored kings were born in into slums. The look That's at the truth. Look at Elvis Presley. He was born mm -hmm. in a shotgun house in Tupelo, Mississippi. Yes. You know, and he died in a mansion on the hill. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So much for being a king, right? Oh. Here's what we got. The fragment of parchment appeared not only to confirm Mary Magdalene's marriage to Jesus, but it also her but also her prominent leadership role in the earliest church. Um, I want people to, to hear this. The claim that the institutional church knew and that some leaders, here we go, Steve, we were talking about this earlier. The claim that the institutional church knew, the, the Vatican church, the Catholic church, they knew and that some leaders in the Catholic church still know that Jesus and Mary Magdalene were married and that it suppressed the facts entails, of course, that those Christians who argue that Jesus was not married also have an agenda. They have an agenda in keeping him a celibate individual, despite the fact that it would have the one of the biggest proponents against celibacy was Paul. And we're going to hear that tonight. Well, what he said, he said, it's better for a man to remain single. But if you can't, you must be wed. I mean, he was Ex exactly, exactly. And, and we're talking about the Messiah so here. You've got two sides to the coin there. You got one where mm -hmm. it could be. And then there's the other because God was only the one. God is the only one that's able to fulfill the role where yeah. man fails. Well, um, you're going to hear the other side of that right here. <laughs> In fact, um, uh, those, again, those uh, Christians 
who want Jesus to remain unmarried also have an agenda or at least are unwitting pawns advancing that agenda. And I think the people really advancing the agenda are the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church and the Vatican particularly is mm -hmm. an incredibly powerful organization. They have the power to tell the President of the United States what to do. And he would have to do it. Okay? That's how powerful the Vatican is. And I'm not in by one stretch am I exaggerating to you guys. This is, all, this is all straight up. We will need to consider the allegation when attempting to answer the question of whether, in fact, Jesus was married. As for the so-called gospel of Jesus' wife, there was justifiable and widespread skepticism from scholars, of course there would be, immediate, immediately upon its announcement. Well, of course they're going to be skeptical. They don't want this stuff out, do they? They're going to try to kibosh it. And they tried, and it failed. Um, here on just a tiny scrap of papyrus, and you saw it's only about this big, okay? Mm -hmm. So why then would people want to dismiss it? Why? Simply because it's a small piece of paper? Let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. There were scraps of papyrus far smaller than that that made it into... Um, you know, editions of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Okay, and we're not. We're not even kidding. Now, let's take a look at it. Okay, let's stop here. Let us stop a moment here. Can you talk I've about got, the Last Supper? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have a bone to pick with the Leonardo da Vinci. I'll, I'll tell you. Look. Talk to me. Okay. Well, you see, she's right there on the left-hand side. Uh-huh. Well, well, it would be right his hand right. It's right. right our left. Mm -hmm. I, I've said that she is on the right hand of Jesus as Jesus is on the now, right hand of the Father. Check, check it out, too. I was just going to go there with that. So she's at the right hand. That's correct. Mm -hmm. Now, you do know who was the first one Jesus appeared to at the tomb. Mary. Correct. Yeah. Now, she was a beloved disciple. What we know from scriptures. Yes. And, um, I mean, she counts. She, she oh, she counts. counts a lot. Oh, and, yes. and she's been dismissed too much over the years. Now, there are a lot mm -hmm. of Christians that acknowledge her as being a disciple now, right? Yeah, we we are. I mean, she is a legit. She, I believe, finally, she's been recognized as a legitimate Saint, disciple. That's right. She and I beloved. And Saint. it took long enough. Here is the problem I have with this. It's a small problem, Pastor. There are people who want you to believe even now in 2022. They want you to believe that what you're looking at is John the Beloved. And I'm going to show you something. Let's let's continue. And you see what he's doing. He's put that. By the way, that stained glass uh -huh. is more than 1,200 years old. 
Wow. He's got a ring in his hand and putting it on her finger. How do you explain this I, stuff? I, I, I have a theory on that. Okay, talk. Well, you know, let me know. I'll, I'll let you know on, on this theological aspect. Yes. As we know, the scripture refers to God the Father as being the bridegroom, correct? Yes. Yes. Now, if Jesus Christ is God in the flesh, then that would make him the bridegroom at the same time, that all things must be fulfilled. He said that, that even to John the Baptist. Does so, that not make sense then? So yes. there could be a, well, it, it can on both levels. but It sure can. On, on both sides of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. So and I'm just I'm just saying this for, for just for let me let me explain this. So yeah, you know, oh okay. sure. Mm -hmm. You got so, the floor, brother. You mm -hmm. your so <laughs> so because when we're married to Christ, we know each of us are married mm -hmm. to the bridegroom. Yeah, but our earthly spouses are not going to be with us in eternity in the same capacity they were here on the earth. Right. We're now brothers and sisters in that. And in, in, in right. the eternal kingdom and glory. Mm -hmm. So I could look at that in a symbolic meaning because Christ is the bridegroom, mm -hmm. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Putting that ring on her finger representing like, okay, now she left that, I'm just saying on a church theological mm -hmm. viewpoint, that she left that old life and now yeah. she's one with the bridegroom and she's truly married to God the Father symbolically coming right. to salvation now. And with the bishop there in the center, you know, kind of joining the hands together, yeah. uh -huh. you know, that 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 raises the question right there. You well, here's the problem what? I have though. Historically, artists of the time painted and drew what they saw. So at some point, and how old that, is this one? This is 1,200 years old. But here's my point. At some point before that became stained glass, that like everything else before it became stained glass, it was a picture. Do you, mm -hmm. you think what happened was that if there was like hidden subliminal meanings behind these things? Well, I don't. I don't know how subliminal it is. I don't know well, how hidden it is. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's, it's in your face it's right now. Symbolizes, you know, there's all these symbols, even in even in the um the Sistine Chapel, you know. What I mean, well, here's another photo. Look at this one. Mm -hmm. This is also stained glass. Yeah. Again, there is Jesus putting a ring on Mary. And these and then we jump forward, and then there it is again. Is that yeah. Mm -hmm. So I mean, there's two ways of looking at you can look at it in the one aspect. You could, yeah, mm -hmm. you could and say, you know, she's being now married to the bridegroom because she left that old life. Or you can look at that in a literal sense and say well, he's really marrying. That's my question there's, to you, Pastor Steve. What about people? On either end. You, you and I have had this discussion also. And I have been adamant. Mm -hmm. I do not. And I'll say it in front of as I've said it to you before. Mm -hmm. I do not believe now, nor have I ever believed that the Bible is a literal book. I believe it is a guide book. It is a, a how-to book on how to live your life. But it's not, you can't, you could not possibly, and I don't care who you are, unless you're Jesus himself, you cannot live the life of the Bible 
literally and survive. You, it would kill Trump, you. Here's the thing: you you can't that do was, it. It will well, kill you. I believe this. Do I believe it to be God's word? I I go deeper and say it's God's truth. And the okay. reason and the reason why I say that is this: because it's His truth. Yet we're still in this sinful flesh. And God knew that. Even Jesus said, "Listen, if you and look." Look, the Jews were still, you know, they're still were bound by the law. That's mm -hmm. why the Messiah came. Right. And Jesus said, look, if you fail one law, you failed them all. Jesus yeah. said that out of his own mouth. He said, for all sin, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. No sin was greater than the other. Right. So I believe it's there's our guidebook, like you said. Right. I believe it's God's word. But do we follow it perfectly? We will never. No, follow you perfectly. can't. <laughs> You well, we're imperfect. You know, I had a debate at the church. Again, me, mm -hmm. I'm always shooting my mouth off. But if somebody says something that's wrong, you know, I'm going to go back at we them. We want to. It's not that we don't, but the sinful. Mm -hmm. You know, the flesh fails. A father. It does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Look, at, at this age in my life, I'm happy that God has blessed me with life. Okay. I'm grateful beyond measure that I wake up every day from my previous night's sleep here's the thing though god knows that i'm a hot mess okay everybody is and, and but and i i confess it with my mouth Amen. in front of in front of two or more okay i got the whole world i'm, I'm confessing to right now okay i'm a hot mess there's no way i could live a biblical life there's just there's no way i can do that not w uh, without wanting to hang myself Cause you, it would, it would make you crazy. There's another one. Now, another one of this is, and I have a, a serious issue with another one of the Last Supper. There are people who want you to believe that that is John the Beloved. In fact, there, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you a, a, a photo tonight, part of our slideshow, that actually says John or Mary on it. That looks too feminine okay. to be a that um, looks, They say that this is John the Beloved, Amelia, and here's why. Mm -hmm. They say John the Beloved was the youngest of the apostles. They say he was fair-skinned, which meant fair-skinned at that point meant no beard. Mm -hmm. Look at every man in that, uh, in the entire. Yeah, they all have uh, beards or short supper. beards. This is just one half of the Last Supper. Okay. Mm -hmm. On both, and you're going to see both parts of the Last Supper. And you're going to see the actual Last Supper. Okay. And where, where it's located. Mm -hmm. You're never going to convince me that that's John the Beloved. No, I, I believe John the Beloved is mm -hmm. there, but I don't believe that's John. I believe that's Mary. And I don't believe that John the Beloved was fair-skinned. I believe John had a beard. Because even the youngest of the rabbi had to have a beard. Mm -hmm. And you know that was Jewish it was law back then. Especially for the ascetic Jews now. Yeah, oh my God, please. 16 years old, 17 years old, they're growing their hair. And also look at the way uh, the, the wrap is around. That That's the way a woman would wear a wrap because they have the, the breast area. Look at that. Thank you. Yeah. The breast area. Yeah, that's the way a woman would wear the wrap. 
the interesting could be <laughs> the interesting thing here is I want you to notice what Leonardo da Vinci did mm-hmm. that I, that no one noticed. And you you guys are looking but you still don't notice. There is a hand. Like the, oh yeah, well he somebody like touching her like a like underneath her. her chin. Yeah, you like see that hand? Somebody's coming on to that her. That hand, no. Listen to oh. me. That hand has no body attached to it. Oh yeah. It doesn't belong to anyone. Like whose is it? Here's like a ghost hand. Like a ghost hand? You know what Leonardo da Vinci was trying to say? He was trying to say that's the hand of God. Uh Right. But isn't it ironic, though, Uh that look at the blue and yellow there, and it's a yellow hand. I I mean, not saying, but it's a different colored shirt. So, yeah. 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 Never mind. Yeah, It's completely different. Yeah. Yeah, It's like the other thing is look it with the with the uh, the blue shirt and the yellow pants there. There's yeah. a knife in his hand. Uh-huh. Okay. You see the knife in his oh, hand? Yeah, like somebody's trying yes. to hurt that person, maybe. You never know. Well, look at the face. Look at the face. Mm-hmm. It's an angry face. Yes, it mm-hmm. is. Okay. I want to tell people, and you can check this out for yourself. Mm-hmm. There were the diehards among the apostles who adamantly did not like Mary being so beloved by Mm -hmm. Jesus. They all were vying for Jesus's attention to the point where they would, yes, especially a female to the point where they would kill for Jesus Mm -hmm. and, and often did people don't know that let's watch. Now, you are looking at the actual Last Supper. This is on the wall of the monastery in Milan, Italy. Even now, looking at that right now, again, you can see there's the hand, the mysterious hand out of nowhere. If you look at the the space between Jesus and Mary, it creates the letter V. Mm-hmm. It, exactly what it is. It's a heart. It's the bottom part of a heart. That's why Leonardo da Vinci, he, he threw all kinds of little you know, symbolism in this, this painting. Okay, now, the interesting thing is, John the Beloved is in, I said to people, John the Beloved is in that photo, okay? Mm-hmm. Look on the right-hand side. Look at the fair-skinned. Look at me. The fair-skinned. Look at my face. See, that's me, Mr. Fair-skinned. <laughs> right? Who do you see on the other side of Jesus there? Okay, there's men there. There's one standing up. He's wearing like a tan shirt. No hair on his face. He's the only person in that picture on the right side of Jesus. I'm sorry, excuse me. On the left side of Jesus, the left hand of Jesus, with no hair on his face. That, my friends, is John the Beloved. Yeah, you can tell that's you know because that looks like a man to me too. It is. The other one has and it's a, features, and, and it's a young man. 
mm-hmm. on top of that. Sure, and that yes. can't be denied. I mean, mm-hmm. no, but here you go. Again, here, okay, now here's the full picture. The, again, this is the actual real Last Supper. So it looks like this because it's on a wall, painted on a wall. Now, you can see these groups of men are having conversations among themselves. Think about what's going on here. Jesus is in the middle. What he's doing, people don't understand, what he's doing is trying to stop an argument from happening. That's what he's doing. He's trying to stop a fight because Mary is at the right hand of Jesus. All of these men that are here with Mary on this side, mm-hmm. they're all angered at her. Look at the faces. Then... Go to the other side of Jesus and look at those men. And they're not angry. And most of them aren't even looking. There's a whole group over here that aren't even looking at Jesus. See, the guy has his hand outstretched like this. The man with the blue um, Mm -hmm. polka. Okay. And there's John the Beloved standing right up. He's standing front and center. You can't deny him. He's, He's right there. Let's continue. There's a lot of them. Here you go. Now, this is a a clearer picture. Mm-hmm. This is the actual Last Supper. What they did was they digitally enhanced it mm-hmm. with modern technology. That's what you're seeing there. What you are seeing there is everything you saw before. Okay, there's the knife in his hand. There's the mysterious hand out of nowhere. There's Jesus. There is look at John the beloved. No hair on his face. Okay. Mm-hmm. Every other, every man in that picture has a beard. Do you know what they did though? Check this out. So do you see his shirt? Yeah. Now it's blue. Now, now it's the blue. Hand. Now the well, hand's yeah. blue. They mm-hmm. colored it to match it, but if, but you'll. But before it was yellow. Be, mm-hmm. Well, that's the original. But now it's blue. Yeah. And they, it, and they they made it to look like it's matching that guy's arm. Yeah, and it's not. Because well, you're what, you know. Yeah, but you're going to see it in a second. Check it out. This is oh, this is from the movie. This is from the movie called Mary Magdalene. Hmm. They. They talk about the marriage of Mary and Jesus in the movie from a a historical biblical perspective. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I went too far. Here we go. Mm -hmm. Again, this is the actual Last Supper. You can clearly see it. That does not match anything else there. Okay. There are some people, Pastor Steve, who say that that person mm-hmm. standing up that's John the Beloved, there are people who say that that's Martha. Hmm. I don't see it. But I want to go to this one again. Here, hold on. Again, I mean, yeah. Now, look at that's the full Last Supper. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, again, let's take a look I mean, we do know that- at this. And tell me if you think that's Martha 
or do you think that's John the Beloved? And by the way, I was wrong. There is one other person without a beard mm-hmm. talking to the two men right. here in the corner. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, which is it? Is that John or is that Martha? On that side with yeah. the red on, that would look like John the Beloved. I would. It, well, I would say. I would mm-hmm. say that. I mean, and I, they I don't mean, look female to me. No. No, but Mm-mm. and and see on the left. But here's the thing, though. We again, you know. Mary Magdalene was very drawn to Jesus. Yeah, and we're going to find out. The first one to appear, but you know. I mean, my thing mm-hmm. is this. Do I believe, do I personally believe they were married? No, but that's okay. But well, I respect, see if I could change your mind here. <laughs> okay, well, here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. Could be. Could, here, here's what I'm going to say. There's always could be's. Here's what I'm going to say. That's a very interesting analogy. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's know. a very compelling argument. Okay. Right. You never know. But it, even if he was, I say this, it never would mm-hmm. be Jesus's. Exactly. Yes. Here's what I want to uh, get to people here. Uh, yeah. This is very important. Um, Barry Wilson and Sinka Yakubovich based their findings on a 1,500-year-old manuscript written in Syriac, Christian Aramaic, and housed in the rare manuscript section of the British Library in London. But the fact is that besides the latest revelation, everything, and he emphasizes, everything points to a marriage, and nothing, again, he uses the word nothing, argues for Jesus' celibacy. Mm-hmm. The only thing that argues for Jesus' celibacy is 2,000-year-old, uh, 2,000 years of theological bullying by the church. The only thing that, uh, um, oh, th- th- this may come as a shock to most people, but the fact is that none of the four Gospels, and they're absolutely true, Stephen, none of the four Gospels say that Jesus was celibate. The Gospels call Jesus rabbi. uh, Matthew 26, 49. Mark 10, 51. John 20, 16. Rabbis, rabbis, then as now, are married. If Jesus wasn't married, someone would have noticed. They called him rabbi. Rabbi meant teacher, mm-hmm. but it was an elevated form of teacher. It was a, the, the wisest of the wise. Well, rabboni, that would be. Yeah, Rabboni. Yeah, Rabboni. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say Rab- Rabboni? Rabboni? Either, either way. I've always called it uh, uh, Rabboni. Mm-hmm. Yeah, either way. Uh, which is where the word rabbi comes from. I think the reason for all this negativity is that the proof for the historical marriage between Jesus and the woman known as Mary the Magdalene has become overwhelming. The greatest promoter of celibacy for Christians was Paul. Sure he was. We know that. So why was he so worked up about celibacy? On every other marriage of uh, on every other matter of Jewish law and Paul was a Jew originally called Saul. Let's remember that. Uh, Paul was lax. 
He threw out kosher laws, ignored Sabbath observances, and prayed at the hands of ritual uh, ritual circumcisers, uh, shake that they cut off their own penises when they perform circumcision. Galatians 5.12. Only when it came to sex, Paul was more severe than Moses and Jesus put together. And why? The answer may lie in Paul's background. As everyone knows, Paul is called Paul of Tarsus because he came from a town of Tarsus in an area of modern-day Turkey. What people generally don't know is that in Tarsus in Paul's day, they worshipped a god named Attis. Perhaps not coincidentally, Attis was a dying and resurrecting god. He was called the Good Shepherd, and his earliest depictions show him with a sheep across his shoulders. Well, where have we seen that before? These are all images that were later borrowed by Paul's version of Christianity. Put simply, Paul's Jesus looks a lot like Addis. And yes, he does. Mm -hmm. As I said, where have we seen the lamb on the shoulder before? In the Bible and in art. In the church, we have those art depictions. Yes. Representing, Mm -hmm. well, when we look at the lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Addis, as you know, had a great love in his life. Sybil, on their wedding night, Addis decided to make the supreme sacrifice and offer his testicles on the altar of love. You can't make this up, Amelia. This is, and that's why a lot of people people think Christians are crazy, and this is probably Mm -hmm. one of the reasons why. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, he surprised his virgin bride by castrating himself. Not a, like something you would want to do these days. No. I don't think there's that kind of chivalry left, Steve. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not for a man to castrate his, you know, ha off. No. <laughs> well, we, we're living in some crazy times. Well, you, you have a point. He's got a point there. Yes. You know what? We may as well call this... We should call this episode Everything Old is New Again. <laughs> the idea was a big hit in Tarsus in Paul's day. Addis priests, the Galli, would imitate their God by driving themselves into a holy frenzy, emasculating themselves and offering their testicles as holy sacrifice. Not surprising, this once popular religion died out. Jeez, I wonder why. <laughs> For his part... Paul did not promote literal castration, although some early Pauline Christians, uh, for example, Church Father Origen, this is, by the way, where we get the word origin from, original, Uh that's where we get it from, (laughs) Um, did castrate themselves. In the spirit of Addis, Paul advocated abstinence and celibacy, even in marriage, for it is good for a man not to touch a woman. When arguing for celibacy, you would think that Paul would invoke Jesus as an example, but he does not. Never once does Paul argue that Christians should be celibate. Not once. He never, but he, uh, let's see, but you would think, oh, you would think that Paul would invoke Jesus as an example, but he doesn't. Never once does Paul argue that Christians should be celibate because Jesus 
was celibate. No, not once does he do that. Paul, oh, put differently, the entire New Testament is silent on Jesus's marital status, which argues in favor of a married Jesus because, after all, the norm in the day was to marry. Also, let's we forget that Jesus was a man. Mm-hmm. He was God, but he was also man. He was fully God and fully man. Okay, now, we've got 15 minutes left, Stephen. It's all yours. Wrap this up for us into a nice, <laughs> tidy little bow and tell us that we did a good job. Because okay. I'll tell you what, um, it is... It's a tough subject. It really yes, is. Yes, it was is. Jesus married, well, wasn't he married? There's always been a debate among people. It's just like there's been many scholarly debates over the years of many different things. Um, so now, in a nutshell, could he have been? I don't know. And the reason why I don't know is because the Bible doesn't say that. But... If so happened that he, if it happened that he would be married, Jesus is still Jesus. Do you remember a film called The Last Temptation of Christ? I don't recall. Okay, let me tell you what um, what happened in that movie. Very interesting. The Martin Scorsese directed the film called The Last Temptation of Christ. In this film. He walks through all the stuff that Jesus did, okay? You know, that, we, that he did historically, biblically. Okay, so here's what happens. Jesus wakes up in the middle of the movie, okay? He wakes up as if he had a dream. But he wakes up with children. He wakes up with a wife. He wakes up as a shepherd, in a field, the, the literal good shepherd, like literally, mm-hmm. and all the people who know him, they call him rabbi, mm-hmm. teacher. They call him by his name, right? Not one time during the, the entire movie did they, uh, you know, uh, try to um, equate him to God. They didn't need to because Jesus is God. They didn't in any way equate him to a crazy person because he wasn't crazy. He was a man. I believe he was a man who had a wife who maybe had children. I believe, call me crazy, I believe the much sought after Holy Grail uh, is the, well, the the offspring of Jesus? That's what I believe. You want that's want to hear something? I don't not like I believe it, but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm not going against my my vows or anything, as you know. But I'm going to say this. Much. You would be affirming your vows, believe it or yeah. not. I'm going to tell you this. You know how we are believers in Christ, right? Yep. Uh-huh. I will say many are called, few be chosen. Chosen, yes. yes. To find it. And Jesus said, "Ye didn't choose me, I chose you. I chose you. And um, he says, my sheep know my voice. Now, if that be the case, because scripture supports 
the, the fact that God knows his elect. Those mm -hmm. God has predestined, he foreknew. Mm -hmm. Now, because Jesus is God in the flesh, and we know he is, and he chooses us. Now, we're already made into the family of God yeah. through adoption, we're told. But what if it ran deeper is what you're saying? So what if we were all Oh, it is deeper. Oh, it, yeah. Of God himself. Check this mm -hmm. out. Yep. You know, we're made in God's image, correct? Yep. yep. So if, if that be the case, God came physically to see what it would be like to be with a, oh, I got goosebumps. Well, you know, be mm, with and thank you. And, I mean, and it does not go against, you, you know that I'm an accredited Bible scholar. And you know that have been for a long time. One of the things that I have advocated, and I really believe this, if God is to judge us for who and what we are, yeah. he has to know what we're going through. He has to become us when physically. He when he became, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There you go. Hello. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, exactly. So I, I, I'll say this much. Interesting, interesting mm -hmm. about that topic. Now, they would throw me out of church for talking like this. <laughs> I'll remain neutral on it, but mm -hmm. as you know, mm -hmm. I did give it dialogue because what if? What if that's yeah. the case? Big what that if, would change. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, and, and again, we would actually say we, we could be the offspring. The the, here's, here's the funny thing about this. Noah. Oh, Pastor Steve, you're going to open up a door for me, brother. Let me oh, tell you something. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about that, too. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go there right now. Oh, yes. Because here's the thing. Watch this. It And you know this to be true. Uh -huh. For years and years and years, science has been trying to debunk the Bible. Yes. Because you can't. Have, the, the thought was, follow me, folks. The thought was. That science and the Bible are opposite each other. Mm -hmm. Well, now you're finding out something interesting happened. They're locked. They're, they are inextricably locked because yes. now science is confirming the Bible. And, God. Mm -hmm. and not only that, and science is not only proving that there's a God, but science and archaeology and things that are coming. Remember what I said. Everything hidden in darkness will come to the light. light. That uh -huh. little piece of papyrus, this big, uh -huh. it's like a golf ball that said on it, that said on it. Uh -huh. I'm going to read what it says because I, I have to read this. Yes, because it's powerful. That says on it, um, that Jesus said to them. My wife, she shall be a disciple. Yes. She shall be able to be a disciple. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's pretty clear to me. Yeah. And you, know? you should listen to her. And what she says goes pretty much. Mary basically. was mm -hmm. the second in command, command of the Godhead. Yes. It was God the Father. Mm -hmm. Always God the Father. The Son and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But. On this level, on the human level, on on our spiritual level, mm -hmm. in order for I believe, and I'm getting goosebumps, mm -hmm. I believe for for a man and a woman to learn by example, a man and a woman have to set the example. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's your man and there's your woman. Yes. Yeah. Now, there's the other part of us. That's right. No, I'm, I'm not saying, you know. Um, and there's the other part because we know the Blessed Mother, you know, t- for her to be a virgin, you know, what we believe. As a well, yeah. And Isaiah even says, and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Behold, a virgin shall conceive. That's what the scripture says about the Messiah. Let's talk. Well, that that is absolutely true. The Bible says that. But let me tell you where that also appears. And it was something that predates the Bible by at least 500 years. It's called the Epic of Gilgamesh. Okay. It's It talks about virgin birth giving birth to the messiah a virgin giving birth to a messiah it talks about a great flood occurring and that uh, a lonely old man will build in a large vessel to uh, gather up the animals it's called the epic of gilgamesh and you can find it online you can mm-hmm. go to a bookstore you can it, it's it's available mm-hmm. so too by the way is the gospel of mary the yes. gospel of judith the Gospel of Esther, all the apocryphal books are all available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all oh, these yeah. books are available. Okay, and a lot of those pictures that uh, Angelo showed, like the the stained glass, basically is a, lo- a lot of what thousands we thousands of too. years old. Yeah, which shows Jesus and Mary putting them in a ring. And yeah. basically, it's what we did. It's a it's mm-hmm. a show that we did called Hidden in Plain Sight, basically. Yes, know, exactly, exactly. It tells Hidden you right plain there. Sight. Uh-huh, it tells you, know you right it, there. You know it, and, and then to pretty much wrap this up, it's the mm-hmm. mystery of the gospel. And also Absolutely. the Holy Grail and the blood of Christ is actually, uh, it's kind of like looking and reading between the lines. That's his children. Wouldn't I it be think... cool if we were his, if we were literally, if, 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 if I believe we are. Mm-hmm. I believe we are the offspring we of. Are. I believe that not only are we the offspring of Jesus, mm-hmm. I believe we are the offspring of God. I yeah. think that God planted a seed. Mm-hmm. Call him Adam and Eve. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. If Adam, you want. Adam was really the original translation. Yeah, Adam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, A D M. Oh, Adam. so they added an A. They added yes. They, oh, Adam. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That mm-hmm. means, see, sometimes an A can make all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, if you change a letter, especially mm-hmm. in old, in the old Aramaic Absolutely. text, mm-hmm. as I hold, I'll give you a perfect example. All right. So now, Amelia, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you to pronounce these words. Okay. S A N G R E A L. Sangral. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Right now, pronounce this word: S A N G R E A L. Sangreal? It's pronounced exactly the same. Sangreal. Really. Two different words. Mm-hmm. One is S A N G R E A L. The other is S A N G R E A L. They're two different words, and they mean completely different things, but they sound exactly the same. Wow. That's how a, a letter can make a difference. One letter can make a difference. So check this out. What's that? What you got? 
You ready for this? Uh, Bob's born ready, brother. Something <laughs> into my head tonight. I was talking to uh, Stretch earlier. Stretch earlier. Um, Adam is actually, you know, when Adam, but really the translation would be Ish. Do you know what Ish stands for? I used to. Tell me. Ish is husband. Thank you. And mm. if you go back into Genesis, yep. you know, and Adam, which mm -hmm. is really Ish. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, Adam and Eve would be husband and wife. And now, wife. now, if if you are, I'm just saying, the first Adam failed. That's what the scripture says. Is Jesus is also known as the second Adam. The exactly. Role. Now, now, it doesn't matter. I mean, I, I believe traditional, as you know, but yes. that doesn't mean that it can't be, because I true, think, I. I True. You don't know. Each God is revealing a lot to us, and we have to pretty it's, much see it. I think that these are amazing. People say that these are these are dark times. I don't look at anything as dark. I look at everything as an adventure, some opportunity sure. enlightenment. to enlightenment, some opportunity to learn. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, God, if you're, and I'm going to talk to you a second, God. Uh, this is Angelo here. Um, I know you're either going to love me or hate me for because I got a big mouth and you can love me for either reason. But um, I have to tell you something. Uh, you gave me this intellect and you gave me the quest for knowledge. So if you don't like the way I think, it's kind of your fault. <laughs> Maybe, uh, but. Uh, you know, show me what you want me to do, and I'll do it. That's a good prayer. You know? Amen. I That's can't. Well, if they, they if people used to. Lenny Bruce it was a comedian back in the day. Mm -hmm. He said, um, if the human being is flawed, and we all are, the fault lies with the manufacturer. Well, who manufactures human beings? God did. So if there's a problem with you, the, you know, if if you're blame defective, the blame the manufacturer. Yeah, but I'll tell you. You know that that's what he's making a joke, you know, tongue in joke, cheek. Yeah. But there are people. For example, I'll give, and this is kind of on a serious note. People say, "Well, how could God let a child be born with I cancer?" Know. I get said. People ask me those things too. I and like, and you can't answer them. No, you can't. What I can say is because sin first entered the world. Now we're promised eternal life. We would have had it here on earth. We were promised it originally. Yeah, we were yeah. supposed to live forever. Right. Yeah. And then we realized our nakedness and then we were getting mm -hmm. exposed. Yep. And then this is why Jesus came because yes. we couldn't do it on earth. We were all supposed to be nudists that, lay, that lived forever. Think right. about it. They realized they were naked. Can you imagine? And then they went, Oh, get grab me a fig leaf. I gotta go. Hold on. Stop. Cover my bosom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, whenever you have it's always a great night. Whenever you have Pastor Steve Pukowski, oh, absolutely. let me put this up on the screen for everybody. I want everyone to see this. This is Pastor Stephen Kwakowski Union Church, 22 Naylor Avenue, Clementon, New Jersey. You can reach him there if you want to write him a letter. Zip code is 08021. Um, the phone number to reach the pastor if you want him to pray with you. If you've got a question about scripture. If you want to know about the Bible. If you want to learn Bible study. Call him. It doesn't matter what state you are, what country you are. 
Call him, okay? Phones reach all over the world now, folks. You got the internet. You can, Steve, is there an email address they can reach you? Yes, it's PastorSteveK26 at yahoo.com. There you go. PastorSteveK26 at yahoo.com. And for Christmas. Fantastic. And Christmas Day, Pastor Steve, uh, again, you'll be there. Christmas Day church service. Yes, they are having a Christmas Day church. It's a fabulous occasion because not only will you hear the word of God, not only will you fellowship with other people, you will also have a chance to have, you will also not only just have a chance, but you will have dinner with everybody because Pastor is going to put on a nice spread. Mm-hmm. They got some food for everybody. They're going to feed that whoever walks in the door will yes. get fed. Amen. And, and it will that's be on how our they Facebook pages as well. And it'll be on our Instagram pages as well. What's that's the how we've always done it. Whoever walked in the door, yes. you got I've look, I've I've fed people, you know, I've given people my plate, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's easy enough to fix another one. So you get oh, of course, no absolutely. Problem. There's uh, joy in giving. Yes. Oh, absolutely. We're I'm, I'm more of a giver. I am. We I am talked about that one. Was the, when did we do, talk about that the other day? Tuesday. Yesterday. I, and that's yeah. where true faith yeah. mm-hmm. It's the heart. Yep. That's yes. God looks at. And, you know, mm-hmm. we can give and be happy about it. Yes. That's, that's just amazing. Well, I'll tell you what. Amelia. Yes. Tell everybody what's next. What do we got next? Next week, we will be taking a little bit of break break for the Christmas yep. vacation. And we will be we will be back January 3rd, and we and are going to hit the subject of fake, fake news. news all around us. When we come back, we're going to... Oh, it's going to be a good one, Pastor. See, you might want to join us for that I think one. I might want to. <laughs> oh, we, they might have Pastor, we might have the pastor join us again. And we're going to talk about how the news likes to make stuff up. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> they do. They just make shit up. If it's a slow news day, you know what they say? Oh, just make something up. Just, yeah. you know. Yeah, just like that little dog. Let's be, uh, let's see. Uh, I kind of, I'm looking at my hair. I kind of well, like they, this new They'll like hair to make up news about a nice little they white dog really like walking gray. down I the like street. That. And it'll be yeah. a purple dog by the time they get Mine's done. See that? <laughs> Mine disappeared a while. Right, Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, Amelia, uh, you have been an amazing co-host this year. Um, I've had an amazing teacher. Do I know him? <laughs> well, I don't and, know. You know, a guy named. Is there anybody I can learn from? I tell you what. <laughs> this is tell, it. Uh, it's been. It's look. I know, and I just want to say this to Amelia. This is for uh, from my heart to you. Okay, <laughs> I have put you through the ringer, because <laughs> you, you know it's true. Uh, I have put you through the ringer. My wife knows it's true. She's heard me. She keeps saying, why do you talk to that girl like that? Why do you holler that girl? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to tell the world, Amelia, I love you. You are an amazing co-host. And uh, I've learned from the best. (laughs) You have the patience of a saint. And and you make really good TikTok videos. He still hasn't given my own show, people. <laughs> oh, so wait, I can, I'm going to show Pastor Steve our TikTok video. Yeah, that'd be funny, right? Wait, she's not going to be doing this crazy. Well, you know what? Uh, I have learned from the best. I never knew what a podcast was. One time when I first came on, he's like, does anybody want to come on my podcast? And I was like, yeah, what is that? Sure. So I said, well, oh, you know what? Yeah. I'll do it. 
Did I so see that on Facebook I did. earlier? Yeah, just show it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so I said, you know what? I'll do it. And I was never comfortable in front of the camera. No, now always, she's got always, she's always. got like twelve thousand TikToks. She's <laughs> on the show. I'm she's now she's developing her acting skills. That's the big thing. That I'm she doing wants it for the be show actress. because I love what's the buzz podcast. I love our show and I want our audience to get it. Is our show? I know I say my show a lot, no. but it's our show. <laughs> I love what's the buzz podcast and I want our audience to grow and I want our audience to know that we are here for them and yeah, whatever they too. want us Absolutely. to see, whatever they want us to show next year. Please let us know what you want us to. Sh- Show. Uh, and then don't tell them that you want to see Angelo in a low cut top. It ain't happening. <laughs> Not happening. Forget about it. I'll do the nylons because you can't see them, but I'm not doing the low cut top. <laughs> but if you want to see more TikToks, please let us know. It would be yeah. fun to do. Let me tell everybody it is What's the Buzz Popcast. And we are registered Pop. as What's the Buzz Popcast. You can find us on youtube.com forward slash at what's the buzz podcast. Our address is our name. You can reach us at www.tfradio.podbean.com. It's every show for the last five years is on there. There are almost, God, how many shows are there? Oh, seven, eight hundred, something like that. That's a lot of shows. It's like probably eight hundred. I'm not even kidding. No, for real. It's, a, it's a, over eight hundred, I believe, eight hundred and forty or something. Our, like. our email is what's the buzz podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, and again, tonight you had the um, the privilege of seeing and hearing religion versus spiritual, and was Jesus married? I am the Mad Dog, Angelo DeCipio, joined by Amelia the Pitbull Chapman. Tonight, our guest was Stephen Kwiatkowski. Yes, thank you. From Union Church, this is all Steve's info. Remember, you can find us on the radio, in the car, wherever you are. We are there. We are What's the Bub? What's the Bub? Cast Facebook group. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and until we see you again, Next year, January 3rd, may God bless us all. May we have a wonderful Christmas. May we have the gift of life every day. Go to sleep and wake up every day. We wish that for everybody, myself included, Lord. Um, And uh, until again, we'll Uh see you uh, in January, folks. Lord willing, in the creek don't rise, okay? God bless. Take care. And uh, this one's for you. My guys, yes. Jeff the ref, I miss your brother, yes. and Shirley, I miss you too, sister. I would have loved to have met you all. I know Nate you were God smile. People. I miss them. I'm getting chills thinking about them. <laughs> My two co-hosts that went to heaven. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jeff the ref and Sh- uh, Shirley Bolstock. May they rest in peace and rise in yes. glory. Amen for that one, brother. Amen and amen. Four. What's the buzz? Good night, everybody. We'll see you next year. And Happy New Year, everyone. Yep. And Merry Christmas. Bye-bye.